Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. Hello, welcome back to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. We are on episode 70 and we've got Joanne with us today. We are doing a design refresh, design consultation on her home office. So you all get to kind of jump in the boat with me and hear how I do my consultations. And if you're listening, not as a designer and just curious about my process, you get to experience that here with myself and Joanne. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hello, hello. We have a design refresh today with Joanne, and we're going to be taking a look at her personal office space. So before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and create our sacred space by lighting our candle. This is a great ritual to Joanne if you it looks like you work from home is that right yes this is a beautiful way to open space when you're um, going into work so like if you know that you have a day where you need to get some things done or you just really want to bring your magic into your work by lighting a candle and setting an intention for either being really focused or concentrating or if you're working on, you know, connection with other people or just wanting to connect with the herbs and oils that you're burning. Um, I just love that practice of creating that ritual. And I love candles because to me, candles and fire is just like so ancient and magical. So we've got our candle here and I'm just setting the intention of being present with Joanne, taking a look at her space and creating a atmosphere of support, abundance, prosperity, inspiration, enjoy into her her gorgeous gorgeous space and i'm gonna ring our bell to <clears throat> connect us with all those energies and then i love infusing it with um, a beverage of some sort so we're bringing in that element of water and today i am feeling super super goddessy i don't know why but there's just like this beautiful goddess energy that's coming in so maybe that's an intention that you might have um, to bring in this beautiful divine feminine i have a tea called new moon taurus it's a tea that paru and i created for the new moon in taurus and it's got nettle leaf raspberry leaf rose petal and anise 
And um, like I said, it just, it reminds me of the Empress card in the tarot where she is just like in bloom and she is abundant within the earth. She's got gorgeous waters around here. The sign of Venus, her like beautiful crown of stars. And I just feel like this energy is really just coming in with both of us and, and I'm going to soak it in. But Joanne, what do you have that you're in, your, in yourself with? I'm drinking water with lemon essential oil in it to cleanse my 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 aura and such. So, but you're gonna have to tell me too where to get that teapot and and glass. Those are gorgeous. They're pretty. So, um, I love loose leaf tea because I feel like it really um, gets you know everything around it. I feel like with some of the tea bags, it's almost like tea dust. You're like getting just mm -hmm. like pieces of the the plants, and this you can see the petals. You can see the leaves and then the teapot is perfect size for me to just make a little one and then it's got the um, strainer at the top so then it strains out but I will send you the, the link for that because yay magical little <laughs> these are like my tools I'm like I, ha I don't have a lot uh, but the things that I do have are really really special and the more we use them the more charged they are and the more sacred they become to us and we don't need a lot of things we just need special things that you know touch us in the right way. I've also got a crystal ball here, which I never usually have. Ooh. Well, I mean, I have crystals all the time, but I, I haven't had any on the podcast and this one was really calling. So I think we're gonna get some cool insight with her. And to pull a card, I'm pulling from Radiant Crystal deck. Let's see what we got. So just a card for guidance for us, what you might need to know for Joanne's space. Me. Of course. <laughs> Moonstone, my favorite, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite. So we've got emotional balance, intuition, and soothing. So yeah, like I really see these themes coming into your space. Emotional balance, intuition, and soothing. Uh, the chakra here is the sacral chakra. The vibration number is 77. So sacral is that chakra of inspiration and of creation, right? It's the, this, the water space. Um, astrological sign is cancer affirmation i am emotionally balanced and intuitively inspired Ooh, okay so Ooh. we definitely yeah want to connect with that i am emotionally balanced and intuitively inspired so i definitely see that intuition coming in for inspiration the energies here are um, moonstone enhances one's intuition and introspection it aids in raising our vibrational frequencies, creating a calm and meditative state. Associated with the moon, it can help balance monthly cycles. It is a stone of soothing and reflective energy. And she um, corresponds a flower here, which is the passion flower. This heightened spiritual states and awareness. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. All right, Joanne, so let's get into your space. Tell me about this room that you have and um, what's the intention behind the room? What do you use this room for? So this is now my office. Um, my husband passed away on New Year's Eve and this had been his office. And so it made sense for me to make this the office because it's just off the, the kitchen and the family room. and. It, I don't know, it just, it's a better room for an office. It's got more natural light. It's, um, I, 
the room that I had as an office is now like my yoga and meditative space. And it's a little bit more subdued and it's at the back of the house. So, um, so it's both trying to honor him, but, but also be able to, to start a business because I shuttered my music therapy practice when we started the cancer journey about six years ago. So I, gotten into um, essential oils and sharing natural approaches, especially around sort of dealing with self-care and emotional needs um, around caregiving and and what a life um, based on my own experiences. So I, it's a space my dogs and I spend a lot of time hanging out in and I know it's not totally there. I, I've, I've, think it's sort of got the right general layout, but not yeah. the right pieces yet. Got it. Okay. And so which pieces are, um, so you're using this basically as your home office and you're in here most of the day? So. Um, in and out. Um, I, I also don't, I'm one of those people that I don't sit very well. So I tend to, since laptops are movable, I might go to the dining room table if I really need to spread out a project or if I just am needing a different energy or something I'll, I'll, or move outdoors if the weather's not yeah. too hot and sticky. Beautiful. And you, I've, I'd forgotten to ask you, what part of the world are you in? I'm in Florida. Ah, very cool. And what does home mean to you right now? Ooh, um, redefining that one um, because it's very different when you become single after 40 years with somebody. So, yeah. So you're in this this transitional space. So that was why the the card just was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. And um, what do you love about this room? I know you spoke of the natural light, and I can see it on your face. It looks it looks great for me. Yeah, um, I like the light. I like the fact that it's open to the rest of the house, and even though it has French doors, yeah. the fact that I can close it um, if I need to create that separation in my life or I need to not have the dogs being part of the conversation. I can shut them out. They don't like that. But I just, I think it feels very, I feel a little bit of grounding in this room. Okay. Because it, it's not like overly large. Yeah, or, that's fantastic. And then, so what are the, the pieces that you're having trouble with or that you're not especially liking in that space? Um, I don't like my desk. I don't feel like it's big enough for me to be able to spread out, you know, a journal to work from and my day timer and my laptop and, and stuff like that. I know that the the uh, wood laminate that's down is, is fine, but the area rugs I have, I know they're not the right size, but it's sort of like I used what we had. Got it, yeah. But for now, to, to try to figure it out, Storage is always an issue for me because I'm a I'm a collector of people <laughs> and things. So. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all collectors. <laughs> like I, I feel your struggle. And what are the pieces that are going to be staying in this room? What needs to what needs to stay? Well, definitely things like the essential oils and the and the containers for them. The the printer needs to stay. Um, I I have a a fountain that. Um, right now um, over there um, next to the printer. And I really like it. I, I like the sound of the water flowing and it has a ball that spins at the top and it's lit. So it oh, gives a little of that reflective quality. 
me and the dogs. I don't know. <laughs> okay. No, that's good. I just want to know. Um, so basically, we can re- we can replace the desk because you spoke about that being too small. I know that you have a sitting chair in there. Does that need to stay, or do you want to replace that, or what's the significance with the chair? The dog. But my biggest dog, Oscar, is in love with that chair. That is his like safe place chair when he's not on the floor cooling off. Um, so it needs to be a comfortable chair. And I do occasionally choose to sit there like if I'm going to read for a long time. I mean, to me, it's a little bit more comfortable to get in an easier chair than a more of a desk chair that's meant for being focused on a surface. And then I noticed there was also a filing cabinet in there, like a little side table filing cabinet. Does that need to stay? I, I do need to be able to file papers, you know, for the house and the business okay. and things like that. So, yeah. I mean, I need a file cabinet. It Got doesn't it. necessarily have to be that one, but. Got it. And, and my diffuser, I guess, would have to stay in here. I I live but, by my, my oh, diffuser. Yes, of course. <laughs> we have to have that. I'd like to keep my money tree, too. I, I kind of like him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I noticed you have a closet behind you. What do you keep in that closet? I keep my um, backup essential oils and empty roller bottles and products. I keep uh, business supplies like papers. um, Okay. That kind of stuff in there. Um, Is there an outlet in that closet? No. Okay. So one of the things I'm going to go, I'm going to screen share so that I can take a look at your space. So we've got, so what I'm looking at for everyone that's not able to see this is there, when you come into the room, there's two French doors, which is great because that's a, and I notice that your French doors are clear of any obstacles. So that's really wonderful. We don't want to have any obstacles. Sometimes when people have French doors, they will keep one door open where they enter and exit and then they block the other door. And so whenever I see that, I'm like, okay, we're blocking some opportunities from coming in, but it looks like you've been able to keep that space nice and open. Um, So when you come in, there is a a double hung window straight ahead and then to the left is the desk and then to the left of the desk is um, a bookcase and the bookcase is built in, yeah? Behind the desk, yes, the the book that was built in, so. Yeah, so that's gonna And it does not have adjustable shelves. That's the one thing I wish they had done, but so I have to sort of finagle a little bit. Okay, and then I also see that you have spotlighted the ceiling fan, (laughs) which we'll get into. (laughs) That's always a thing. Um, and then we've got just, when you come into the French doors to the left, she's got her printer and you know, your printers, that's your printer, right? Printer and scanner. That's my printer, uh, scanner. And then I have like my, um, sort of my, my dream board, gold board right there above it, just to be able to look to the side and always remind myself when I'm focusing on. There's a storage unit just below that. It's an open unit of more storage. Got your um, shredder there, the fountain, and then going to the next space. This is kind of the overall look of the room. The bookcase, of course, we'll, we'll address that. And then we've got the closet with the bifold doors. And then your the chair and um, that wall there. Okay, so the first initial thing I'm looking at is I want to, I like hiding my printers. Now, what your printer is actually not that ugly. I've seen some that are just horrendous. Um, yours is much more streamlined. Are there, there's no outlets in that bookcase, are there? No, but, well, there is, but you can only access one of the 
one the way they built it you can only access one and there's no way to chase it up and it's not deep enough for the printer got it okay either so typically what i like to do and this might be something that you might want to do later on down the road if you wanted to hide the printer is i like putting printers in the closets so what i usually would do is like have an electrician basically put an outlet into that closet for the printer for the shredder that kind of thing um, and then in the closets, I don't know what the inside of your closet is. Is it just like a, po a pole that goes across with like a shelf? It? Um, I think I sent you a, a picture of it. I might have sent it later. It's got a wire metal rack that goes across the top that would have had hanging in it. Oh, okay. And then I've got like wire shelving and some, oh. um, and some other open shelving in there that to, to be able to set things on and organize okay. things. But okay. it, it's all like temporary things. Um, again, using what we had. Yeah. So, yeah. So it sounds like that closet's a bit more organized than like a, a typical one that I usually will see when I go into somebody's house. So that's great. So, yeah. So ideally I would put the printer in there. I'd put the shredder in there. There's some other items that are in your bookcase that I would do a purge on. That's always the first thing, especially when we work with offices, is just getting rid of things that um, you are not using. So there's like a black box down at the bottom there that has a plastic lid. Does that just have like old files or? Um, actually that is ready for filing now. That was uh, for tax season for oh, when I was working okay. on the taxes and I just needed to be able to pull recently some stuff to take to a financial person because of the estate. And so it just has not gone back to storage, but that's my, okay. when it, each year when yeah. I'm preparing taxes, I just pull it out, work on it, Oh. Or the papers in there when I'm not working on it, and then when I'm done, oh, it goes away. System. I love that system. Okay, so yeah, so that's going to be released. So that's going to go away. So I'm going to use your closet as a space to store the things that are not pretty, the essentials, um, the things that you don't use a lot. I know you might be printing, but for me, like I even have my printer completely separate out of my house and down in the little ADU because I just there's just something about it i'm just like and i'll like i'll just run down there and i'll just be like my exercise for the day it's not like zipping back and forth but i would put it in the closet if that's something that you can do later on with you know getting an electrician to put an outlet in there for you i really want to address the bookcase so this bookcase i feel like has such great potential for showcasing your essential oils i would love for this to look like uh, a boutique space so like if you were to go into a beautiful wellness crystal shop and they have you know the the shelves that are just dressed with magic so creating little vignettes with your um your oils maybe you um group certain oils for you know calmness and you group some other ones for inspiration and energy and then you have i don't know if you have crystals but you could create you know vignettes with these beautiful um oils so it looks like something out of a showroom so that I feel like also when you're coming in, you're like, oh my gosh, like I have all my tools. They're right here. They're beautiful. And they're fun. It'd be a, a, I just feel like it'd be a more of an uplifting way to come into your space and feel good. I also really like the look of empty bottles and your supplies. So maybe creating one shelf where it's just like, you know, where you're merchandising. Um, so you have all the same bottle lined up and then you have another, you know, container. They're all lined up. So it just looks like a beautiful merchandised um, sort of where, not, I wouldn't say warehouse, but it's a, a storage place and you're dressing them up. So they're not like, you know, they're a lot of times you put them in the closet or whatever, or they're in a box and they're just like, you know, it's overstock of stuff. But 
you can use that because the other thing with them is it's a re repetition and they look pretty when you, um, again, it's, it's all about merchandising and making those um, have a, it's functional and it's aesthetically pleasing. So I would even recommend just going like on Pinterest and, um, you know, looking up merchandising or boutique merchandise or boutique shops or, or wellness shops or, you know, spas that have done this um, and creating. I just see that as being a really pretty showcase. And you can do the same thing with like if you have books, you know, stacking books and putting different objects. And you can also, it looks like you have some plants in there so you can accessorize with the plants. You can even add more. I can even just see like some plants like, you know, draping down and creating the softness okay. uh, in that space. So that bookcase is beautiful to, to do all of that in. Um, to the left of your desk, you have a cork board with some papers that are um, clipped on there. Is that just like reminders or how do you use that? When I pull cards, whenever I feel the motivation, I'll put them up there just as a reminder of sort of a focus or something to consider. I have just um, sort of business reminders. I have a, a physical to-do list of things I'm working on the estate. I have um, a strengths builder statement just to remind me about who I am and that I need to stay. So it's sort of my immediate reference board, but it's something I change up a fair amount. Um, it's sort of a, a space that, that fluxes. Cool. Um, so I would love to, I, and you could still use that space in that way but I would love to create some sort of um, design around it. So, you know, they have like, like those hexagon cork boards there and then you can like, place them around. And, and I would also maybe see like a little shelf or something that I want some depth and some um, variety of sizes. So instead of just having one little square, it just looks a little bit sad. So I want to create something that maybe goes up the wall or trails down. And again, Pinterest is going to be your best friend with finding inspiration for, I would look at like bulletin walls or what else would I write in? Uh, the other thing it might, might be inspirational office or just look and see, cause there's so many different wall things that you can get. And I can also see like plant, I like to incorporate a lot of plants. So you can even have something, an object that holds a plant that again is draping down with um, foliage. And then I love that you pull cards every day. You can even create like maybe a little altar in that bookcase that's surrounding by your topic of that month or your card of that month or the card of the day or whatever it is and just create um, something in that in that space, um, which I think could be really beautiful. Are you wanting to paint in this room or is, has it recently been painted or? No, it, it definitely is is up next for painting. I have been very anti-pink after growing up um, living in a parsonage and everybody heard there's a little girl. Oh, great, the paint of my room paint. But for some reason, I keep thinking like a pink or a blush peach or something that's got sort of a warm, soft glow, but I don't know. It might be, it might be wrong. I guess that's why I'm talking to you. Yeah, I love that. I mean, pink is the color of um, compassion. It's the color of comfort. And yeah, I just keep hearing the word of compassion and also, you know, of love. And um, so that might be really soothing and healing for you um, to incorporate that into the room. And there are some gorgeous light 
you know, almost like it's almost like a white with just that hue of pink in it. So it's not like baby pink. We don't want that for sure. <laughs> we don't want bubblegum pink. We don't want this small pink. We don't want <laughs> some really light tint um, of the pink, I think would be would be great for sure. And then in the bookcase, you you that blue would correspond to the pink or you can, you know, put it into the bookcase itself. You could do a different color in the bookcase. Um, you can do an ombre effect in the bookcase on the back wall there. So if you did want to go with like a darker pink and go all the way up to a lighter pink or the pinkish rust hues, you know, that would be really pretty in there too. And then your ceiling, I would paint as well. Um, and, and some people will paint the ceiling either white or the color of the walls. I think if you painted it the color of the walls, I think that would be really a pretty way to do that. And then um, going up to the ceiling, we do have that ceiling fan. So are you wanting to, I know you said that you like having the fan because it, because of in Florida, the, you need the circulation. Yes. Um, it's not a ceiling hugger per se. And with this only, you know, having, what is it? Nine or 10 foot ceilings. Oh. It's rather low, especially with that light kit. And it, it needs to be up against the ceiling and a flatter light kit. Because there are times that I do need that ceiling light just at night to be able to cast a better light to work and things like that. I'm sorry, the kid stars to balance out the the weight of the flam fan blades, and I don't think I captured it in the, in the photo. Yeah, I don't it's see them. A, <laughs> but it's like, mm, no, not me. Yeah, it's just a little dated. It, it looks like a little girl's, um, you know, bedroom ceiling fan. So, but in the meantime, I noticed that one of those bulbs is not on. Right. So I would just burned out. So I yeah. need to change that. I know because that's not good. <laughs> Let's change that. And you can also, and that might even be an LED. And if it's not, I would change them out to LEDs just for um, uh, energy purposes until you find a new ceiling fan. And this is the only real light in the room that's permanent besides like the little table lamp or floor lamp that you have in there. That's the only that fixed one. So I have sort of a a soft one, um, right as you come in the French doors, I have a light that I can swing around um, that's by the gold chair to be able to read. And then I have a desk lamp and of course my ring light. Yeah. For being able to be online and. Got it. Yeah, so in the so here's another future thing. If you got that electrician coming out to do an outlet in the closet, you could also have them. I would put in four cans in each of the corners in the future. I know you're uh, looking at immediate things, but um, in the future, that's something that I would incorporate. And then the ceiling fan, yeah, you can get something that's less profile. So gosh, what's the name of that student company? I can't remember, but Circle Lighting sells them. It's a certain brand, but if you go to circlelighting.com, they have nice looking um, ceiling fans. There's another place online called Fan Diego. They're here in San Diego, but I think they ship everywhere. And then Restoration Hardware also has some ceiling fans that look nice. Okay. We're looking just at a cleaner look. You can even go to like a three blade. Um, typically, feng shui wise with the blades, we want to stay away from things that are too sharp. They're very knife-like, right? So we want to kind of do a softer blade. In the kitchen and family room that are right off of here, they look more like um, wood palm fronds, if that oh, makes yeah. sense. And I thought about sort of 
trying to find something that was smaller, but uh, more along that sort of more organic looking line. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Um, I'll have to, but if go, go to Circle Lighting for sure. And okay. I'll give you the link to the other fan company that I really like. Okay. They're simple and they're pretty um, fans. And I'm not a huge ceiling fan person, but there are times when we have to have them and that's, you know, definitely something that you're gonna need. So we wanna make sure that the room is comfortable for you. I'm also looking at the window. Um, have you thought about doing any window coverings on that? Um, it has um, one of those cellulose drop-down blinds oh, yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, it just is up because yeah. right now the, the light, the sun is not blaring in and so I'm not getting heat. I've thought about putting up um, a curtain um, just to add a little softness around it, but I was sort of waiting to see where I wanted to take the room. And I would probably put the rod fairly close to the ceiling and have full length down. Um, I'd probably keep the cellular just because yeah. there's times it's nice to be able to just... Yep. Plus it adds a little extra insulation. Oh, they're great. Yeah, so I would definitely keep the cellular shade. That's definitely a plus. Um, in that room. So yeah, so let's talk about the desk so that we can talk about the placement of everything. So your desk is a bit too small. That almost looks like maybe not even quite two feet deep by what, four feet wide, maybe a bit longer. And then I noticed there's drawers. So do you need drawers in the desk as well? Um, yeah, these are not the greatest functioning. I'd like to have more so that like some of the things like um, that I do use fairly often, like the stapler and such, that I could actually fit them in here and the stapler doesn't fit in here, so. Got it. So yeah, so you could keep um, the desk situation where it is and just get a, a larger desk. I would lose that little filing cabinet that's to the left there. If there's some way that you can maybe put them in a filing system, like a, like the totes things that you had with the other ones and maybe just keep it in the closet or be able to just eliminate it somehow. I don't know how often you need to access those files. Is it pretty often or yeah? Like daily. Oh, okay. So we don't want to totally eliminate that. So maybe there's a desk where we can put like the filing system just underneath it. They do have, I know like Ikea has some that mm -hmm. fit underneath the desk. So then it's kind of tucked away and then you have your large desk space. To right. Do the things that you need. And you, and I know you need drawers. So I would look for a larger desk. The other thing I would recommend if there's the filing system that might have a little drawer at the top that you can use for your pencils and that kind of thing is to even just get like a small dining table. You know, sometimes those will come in a better size. Just being really creative with the desk options if you can't find the right size desk, like if it's actually a desk desk. Okay. Um, so you can go bigger. I would, if you're gonna go bigger, you might want to look at putting that chair, if you don't wanna replace it in the corner, kind of facing into the room. And okay. then that um, filing cabinet that's next to it and just maybe have like a little small like cocktail um, end table that's enough to hold a little drink or something small, maybe 12 inches or smaller. And I would do something that's round just to soften it. Since we're eliminating the tape or the filing drawer, you would want a floor lamp there instead. And you might have a floor lamp in some other room of your house that you're not using to use as a reading lamp for you. Okay. And then we, you mentioned the rug. Um, I agree. I think having a rug that's larger, that's going to be more of a rug that's going to anchor the entire room. And then of course you can have one of those plastic or they even make them out of glass pads that go underneath your desk chair. 
if you got a chair with casters on it? I'm thinking of actually changing, um, to be real honest, the um, dining chairs I have that I got from Wayfair are really, really comfortable and they're easy to move around and they don't have wheels. I mean, they've got legs, but I've thought about just getting like a, a plush, like dining chair and Absolutely. using it because then it would also be something that is easy to move around and have used for other things, I guess. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, if you do that, you don't need one of those plastic, you know, pads for your, your wheels. So that would be really nice. And it would be great to get a, a, a larger rug in there just to kind of make the room together. Like it's so split up right now. I just feel like you have your dad's mm-hmm. chairs over there and there's like a, a very clear divide of, you know, a rug under one space and a rug in the other space. I want to connect them all together so it feels more cohesive. Um, and I'm looking at your room. It looks like an eight by 10 rug would fit in there without knowing the dimensions, but I would just double check. You want to have at least, you know, a good, 12 inches all the way around so that it's not completely filling up the room. I'd say six to 12 inches somewhere in there of, you know, showing. Right. And then, yes, you can do the window panels uh, and then just make sure that the panels are sitting just outside the window uh, or maybe, you know, covering up the, um, the trim. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then if you, and I don't know, this is something you might have to play with. You could also shift your desk so that your back is against the wall where your corkboard is and you're facing out. But that means your chair would have to move somewhere else. And I don't know how that's gonna. Yeah, I played around and to be honest, when I'm seated at the desk here, since I can see outdoors and see like my, my neighbor's um, hibiscus bush and I can see through the French doors. I feel like I can tell when things are coming at me. And I, I mean, I did the, after my husband died, we moved his desk out. I brought a chair in here and just kept moving it around going, no. Yeah. This, at least for now, it feels yeah. about right. I mean, I've thought about sort of angling sideways, but then that creates the whole, then what, what do I do with the trail of wires to plug in the computer and yeah, I mean, I feel like you really have probably this room pretty dialed in as far as your positioning. Um, so yeah, so then I would just maybe measure and see how big of a, first put like the chair in the corner if you're gonna keep that chair. You could go smaller with the chair, but put it in the corner and just kind of see how much room you have to go as big with the desk that feels comfortable. Okay. View and eliminate, like I said, just taking out that filing cabinet. And then going back over to your printer, um, if we put that printer away, I would love to see like a pretty um, chest there, you know, more of a, a solid furniture piece, something that looks not like an office, something that you might see like in a living room or even in a bedroom and then creating a vignette there with, you know, like a table lamp. And then maybe we take your vision board and we put it horizontal or, you know, and, and maybe it has like a a frame around it that's something that that looks a bit more, not so office-y, I guess is, is okay. what, I, what I'm saying. Or it could even be another cork situation with a frame around it. And then I would do like a plant on the, on the chest again and make that look more like something that you would see not necessarily in an office. And you could have the fountain on there and then it would eliminate a lot of the sort of clutter that's underneath the printer. Cause a lot of times that too, it's like, I know it's stuff that we need and 
but you might be able to condense it or eliminate some things. And then that will also let your eye kind of rest. So you don't feel like things are so scattered or there's so much right. new or there's so much happening. Cause I really want to create a space that's soothing, um, that keeps you focused. Cause sometimes when we have things everywhere, our brains are kind of like, Oh, I gotta do that. I gotta do that. It's like this constant reminder. I gotta do that. And then we kind of get off focus and scattered. Okay. And then same thing when you come in, you have right next to the chair, there's like a bookcase or like a shelving unit that has books mm-hmm. in it. Um, I would even take that out and okay. put those books in your bookcase and rearrange the books and um, dress them or even eliminate any of those books that you aren't using. And then there's three pictures on the wall. That wall that you have there, that's a very, very important wall because that's the wall that you look at when you're at your desk and you see it every day. I envision that having like one large thing. So if you, if those are photos that you've taken or is that what those are? Those were photos my husband took. Yeah, is there, do you still have the, um, the files for those? The negatives or anything? I honestly don't know. You might want to, like, if there's a favorite one of those, I could see you going to, like, a place that does canvas or photos mm-hmm. and enlarge it and make it one large piece. Okay. And um, you can do what's called a floating, fr- you can keep it as a canvas and it's just wrapped. If you wanted to add a frame around it, there's, you know, a, a style called a floating frame and it's basically a you know, one that goes around and it looks like the canvas is floating inside of that frame, I think would really clean it up. And it would be really cool to have one of his photos in there, you know, to to inspire you and to connect you with him. And, and maybe you will have the file or maybe there's something they can do. I don't know, but I think that would be a really neat feature. And like I said, large. So even like I'm envisioning that being like probably like a three by four, three feet high by four feet wide. You might want to just double check, but I want to take up a lot of that wall there. Okay. And that's really all you need on that wall. Well, and I could even move those someplace else and yeah, if there's something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can play with that. I mean, that's the one nice thing about, I, I move paintings around in my house. Like most years I go through and I take down a yeah. majority and, and go, okay, this needs to move here now. So yeah shift it a little bit yeah and i think also moving that that bookcase situation will also open up energetically some energy coming into the space it might it'll okay. I think it'll feel a bit more expansive and okay uh, less so I'm, I'm really about eliminating things that we don't need to have in this space just to create an atmosphere that's supportive um yeah do you have any other questions I'm sure I do, but I can't think of them right now. Send me an an email if you get stuck. Okay, well. Um, Or text or whatever, or if you're in, you know, the store and you're like, is this what you're talking about? (laughs) You know, Um, and I would love to see like how you, and I would just go on Pinterest. Pinterest is a great space. Oh, yeah. I have, I have a pin board that's just for this room. So it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. just merchandising I just see that bookcase having so much potential for merchandising and showcasing your oils and um, your decks and any other things that you have all right well you'll have to keep me posted oh I will I'll send you stuff (laughs) away fantastic and like I said you get stuck you let me know will do and I'll, I'll come in see what I can help you with 
All right, Jamal, thank you so much for letting us in your sacred space and sharing, um, you know, being so vulnerable and sharing your story. And, and I just see you being so, you know, this room as being a space of power and um, tons of potential for sure. Just, I mean, I can just tell. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry, Blake Ferris, for all of her special help with the podcast, our social media posts, newsletter, and lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.